0: Forex Fridays, only on Money MoneyFM 89.3. Well, a lot to tackle today on Forex Fridays, especially with the rise of that new COVID-19 strain in South Africa, rocking markets across major asset, all classic classes across the world, including making itself felt in the Forex space. We'll tackle how it's actually impacting the U.S. dollar and some of these safe havens, and also see what kind of lessons we can learn from the recent collapse of the Turkish lira. Today on Forex Fridays, we're joined once again by Mr. Peter Chia, the senior FX strategist at UOB be to help us recap the month that was and also see how this will all these recent events will shape forex markets moving forward. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. Good afternoon, sir. Yeah, good afternoon, everyone. All right, Peter. You know, it's been a very memorable last couple of days, but I do want to start off with the recent rise of that South African COVID 19 strain that some say possesses mutations in the spike proteins that could potentially compromise the effectiveness of vaccines. Now, how is this actually impacting? Let's start off with one of the uh, safe havens of choice, the US dollar. They were seeing some strength earlier this week on the back of, uh, you know, um, some of this pricing of, uh, uh, of a possible Fed rate hike. By the middle of next year, again, if this does promote more safe haven flight to the U.S. dollar, is this all systems go for the almighty greenback?
1: Yeah, I think uh, what what happened today. I mean, particularly after the release about the news pertaining to the South uh, South African variant, is that uh, the market went into immediately went into like a safe haven buying frenzy. So not only the dollar is uh, was bought up. We saw Yen uh, uh, going up in a big way. We have Swiss franc also going up in a big way. So uh, I, I think what it, it does or what the market is showing us is that there is a new factor that has that has entered the market. So this uh, upcoming, I mean, currently, I mean, before this happened, I mean, all the way up to yesterday, the market was very aggressive in projecting uh, rate hikes in next year. Uh, mm-hmm. Up to three. I mean, we, over in UOB, we we believe that we the mark, the Fed, the, the Federal Reserve, has appetite to go up to three rate hikes next year. But I mean, this virus variant may change part of this abacus going forward. So we look forward to hearing uh, what the Fed has to say uh, next week, where, where where we return from the holiday. But for now, I think the general sense of the market is they'll play safe. They will, they will they will they will try to pare down a little bit more on the risk asset. That means uh, selling currencies like the Aussie, Kiwi, or even Sterling Pound, and to buy into the more safe currency like the dollar, the yen, and whatnot.
0: In fact, in fa- with the dollar looking so rosy or strong, what will this actually mean for the safe havens like the yen and the Swiss franc? Now, both these two safe havens of choice are seeing strong gains today, but it wasn't the case over the last couple of, uh, of, of days, actually. Peter, how is this going to be pretty much the rising tide that lifts the dollar, the Swiss franc and the Japanese yen for the most part?
1: Uh, unlike what we've seen in other cycles, I think this cycle it is going to be a little bit different. Uh, if you remember previously, I mean, in many many years ago, dollar is never seen as a safe haven in a way that because dollar interest rates are typically a lot higher than that of the yen and the Swiss, so they don't really are in the same family. But in this cycle, what is unique is that because dollar interest rates right now at almost at zero, so it's like it, it is now a safe haven in the in the region. Uh, so, but what's interesting also in this time round is that. Uh, for Japanese yen, which is the Bank of Japan, they are good, not going to uh, hike rates anytime soon, unlike that of the Fed. So we are seeing this phenomenon, what we call in the in, in the market, we call this the monetary policy divergence, mm-hmm. meaning that one central bank, which is the Federal Reserve, is hiking rates, while the other central bank, uh, like the, the the Bank of Japan, is keeping interest rates at negative uh, rates. So this big gap causes the, the, the yen to weaken like what we've seen in the last couple of months relative to the U.S. dollar. So that, there's a little bit of, uh, of granularity when it comes to safe haven this time now.
0: Right, so do you think that the, uh, over time or over the next couple of weeks, if this persists, we might see the U.S. dollar actually put more distance between it and the Japanese yen?
1: Yes, I think uh, if, if we do see this story around the, the South, South Africa they will evolve in the next couple of weeks. Um, I think yes, the yen could gain a little bit more relative to the US dollar. What we what we could see is that the dollar yen could start to slide lower, like what we usually see in
0: a typical risk of environment. All right, we're we'll listening to uh Peter Chow, the senior FX strategist. That you will be here on Forex Fridays. Peter, I want to shift our attention now to the Singapore dollar and before all of this actually started to come up we did see that Singapore actually saw a strong third quarter GDP print that actually surprised to the upside we also saw inflation cross 3% for the first time since early 2013 and while the Singapore dollar might have seen some upside based on some of these and perhaps rising bets that the MAS might decide to tighten policy in the future, how do the new developments with regards to the COVID-19 variant out of South Africa perhaps blunt or bolster the Singapore dollar which some of uh, have have heralded as an upcoming uh, safe haven currency of its own.
1: I think what um, I think it's a bit premature to to try to uh, extrapolate what this South Africa variant will do to the market at, at this point. Okay. I think currently the infection or or what we know about it is fairly limited, other than uh, the fact that there there is a lot more mutation. But as to would it be more viral or would it be more deadly, I think we leave it to the medical experts to tell us in the next couple of of days or weeks. But what is, uh, I think it is unlikely at this point in time to really change what the MAS sees or or thinks. Because uh, the reason why we believe that that we are on this route of tightening, meaning that MAS will start to allow the SIN to appreciate against a basket of uh, the, uh, of our trading partners it's because that Singapore inflation is gradually rising like what you correctly pointed out. And I think we do not need to look too far away. I mean, in our everyday life, uh, we are seeing that uh, petrol prices are on the way mm-hmm. up. We're seeing that electric bills are on the way up. We're also seeing that food prices are on the way up. So so generally, I would think that whatever happened out there, I mean, the, 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 how the virus situation evolved, I think this trend of inflation will not materially change in a big way in the next couple of months. That means this uptrend in inflation will continue. So what I think, what, what it means is that when the MAS next meet in April next year, I think if this trend continues like what we thought, uh, I think there's a good chance, that the MAS will allow the single dollar to appreciate against its trading partners again. So we have seen the MAS already done that in October. So come next meeting, we believe that there is sufficient uptake in inflation to convince them to do another move.
0: All right. So uh, this might actually do that. But as we mentioned, Peter, uh, the meeting is about five months away. Do you think it's a little too early, perhaps, to price in any upside from a tightening or a change in policy settings from the MAS, given it's five months away?
1: Uh, I think the trend is sufficiently uh clear at this point in time to 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 prepare for it, but I mean day to day we may not see the difference in in terms of how the dollar thing will, will trade because uh no doubt that thing could be allowed to be a little bit stronger or at least we are we are moving away from the pandemic setting. If you remember last year the pandemic setting was to allow the thing to not appreciate, so we have already moved away from that. So uh, uh, if the virus situation continues to improve gradually, I think this trend will continue. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, a lot of things can happen in five months. I mean, we just went from a very bright outlook to an to, uh, uncertain outlook in just one day. You
0: know, Peter, I will have to say that this was a very busy uh, week, I would assume, if you were a forex strategist like yourself. And perhaps the, what, the story that got overshadowed over uh, the last couple of days also is what happened out in Turkey. How closely were you watching what happened out there? We saw the Turkish lira collapse. I, mean, I, I might be using too strong of a word there, but really fumble in the midweek. Can you tell us what lessons we can take in terms of monetary policy and inflation based on the events out in Ang- and across that country, that really pummeled that currency once again.
1: I think there's a few lessons to to to, to take away. I think uh, first, I think the first and foremost, I, I would like to maybe um, uh, bring forward to our listeners that uh, there is no room for complacency, even in the FX market. Mm. Uh, I mean, we we do not uh, sleep uh, tightly, uh, sleep <laughs> sleep well, just because you are invested in a certain currency. A lot of things can happen overnight. And uh, I think uh, that's something that we cannot take for granted. So what, what, what I want to bring forward is the risk of uh, geopolitics. I mean, in, in, the, in this case, it's very clear that it's, it's mostly geopolitical risk that is causing the currencies to move, move in such a big way. So when, when you're investing in a currencies, do take note of the geopolitical risk and uh, especially in emerging currencies like, um, like the Turkish Lila, they usually carry a significant amount of risk that you may not be aware of. And I think the other lesson uh, to take away is that thankfully this is a very isolated case where um, where whatever happened in uh, in 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 Turkey or the K- Turkish Lila do not overflow. I mean, thankfully it doesn't overflow to the rest of the emerging space. So that is very very different from what has happened today where well, you see that, that there's a virus variant and suddenly all the risks are set all around the world. You you look at oil tumbling 5%, you look at uh, like the stress times index tumbling 1% or so. So that is a contagion e- event. But what is very different and thankfully is that there are certain times where uh, we are lucky that it, it, it remains confined to a certain uh a certain space. So... That is this important thing is to 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 a uh, certain whether certain
0: events will, will spill over or will they not spill over? All right, Peter Chow, wise words indeed. Peter Chow, senior FX strategist from UOB. Thank you so much for joining us here on Forex Fridays, as always. I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these uncertain times. So we look forward next time you can join us on the show. I, and I also hope you have a great weekend ahead, sir. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk
1: tolerance.